This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together Short Bite Edition. Today I'm flying solo. I think the new Bridgerton season two is out and so my wife is currently watching that. (laughs) And I'm up here late editing podcasts. And so I, I promised in the last gardening episode that I would put together maybe a short bite on a couple of uh, the gardening books that I like to have around the house. And I I think these are great books to have as references, whether you're pursuing gardening or you're trying to do gardening as an angle towards education. I think these are wonderful resources, and I'll, I'll run through a few of them. I have about five books here, and we'll try to keep it short. But these are, I think, are really good timeless books that I think should be in you know, any basic gardening library. They provide wonderful resources wonderful references for, you know, any issue or any idea that you might have in the garden. They're the probably the first places I go to when I'm trying to think about what I'm trying to accomplish for that year, or if along the way I'm running into something, whether it's an illness in the plants, or I'm seeing some discoloration, and I want to know what's going on. These are some really, really great resources that I have for not only growing, but also preparing the ecosystem of capabilities that I need to have to have a successful garden, whether it's mulching, whether it's composting, whether it's, you know, starting seeds or building out my garden. I need to have all these different facets when you're putting together your garden. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the first book. I think one of the most premier and indispensable books that should probably be in every garden, whether you are a conventional gardener or if you're an organic gardener, or if you're just starting out, or if you're a seasoned professional. The Rodale's Ultimate Encyclopedia of Organic Gardening, I think, is probably the most important book that any gardener has in their library. It has all the information you need to know on how to grow organically, how to grow vegetables. It talks to you about how to grow certain types of vegetables, all the different nuances of each type of variety, and you You can extrapolate that out into whatever you're trying to grow, whether it's like a unique version of kale. Well, they have information on kale. You can apply that to your Russian red kale. Or if you're growing this type of tomato plant, you know, obviously you can extrapolate that out. It's such a wonderful resource. And what's really, really great about this is there's so many copies out there. You can get this really super amazing thick book that has just a wealth of information for five, six bucks, you can pick it up at thrift. Very often I see it um, late in the season, kind of in the fall when people are cleaning out their books, somebody will always put one in to to the donation bin and you'll always find a copy of it. So the Encyclopedia of Organic Growing by Rodales, you can get a fresh copy from their website. I'll make sure to put a link for this book down below. I think it's probably one of the most important books that you can have. It's probably the first place I would start. Next, I think once you understand kind of what you're growing, and how to grow, the next thing people start to think about is feeding the soil and protecting the soil. And that kind of comes in two different, that comes in two different applications, whether it's composting or mulching. And both of these I think are indispensable resources to learn how to do these vital tasks of preparing and protecting the soil. You know, what we get on top of the ground, you know, the plants we, we grow, the vegetables we grow, all the outputs that we get only come from good soil. And one of the most important things you can do is actually begin to develop your own infrastructure to develop good soil. Now, it's great to go and pick up compost and go buy those type of things, but 
I think learning how to make your own compost, I think is a great skill to have. So one of the ones I have here is any type of book on basically composting. I have this great book that I always see at the thrift stores here in the Pacific Northwest, which is called um, Backyard Composting by Harmonious Press. It's a great primer on how to do it, the science behind it, when to turn it, how to mix your browns and your greens, how to add the right amount of uh, water. There's so many great resources in the simple book that it's a great place to start. And then you can go out and find YouTube videos of people doing things and, you know, blog articles about it. But I, I love having just this wonderful primer on how to do compost right in my, right in my house. So I can just pull right off my shelf. It's a very slim book. I, I'm, I'll, let me just check real quick. I think it's about a hundred pages. It's indispensable. It was, I, I think it was recommended to me by a farmer that I interned on he said, oh yeah, go get this backyard composting book. It's a great place to start. Obviously, there's there's a lot to learn, but it's a great place to start if you want to get into composting and understand that. Um, next, not only what you put into the soil, but how do you protect the soil from weeds, from uh, the heat, from dry, from, from arid conditions, from wind. We want to be able to mulch our, our soil. So to be able to protect the soil while plants are growing, while your tomatoes are growing, while your potatoes are growing, your lettuce greens, whatever that might be. We want to protect the soil around them. Um, we don't want to leave them exposed to the air. We don't want to let it dry it out. We don't want to give the opportunity for weeds to grow uncontrollably. So I have a great book called Mulch It. Uh, the author is Stu Campbell. Great guide on basically how to build mulch, how to use mulch, how to use mulch for different types of plants that you're growing. I loved it. He talks about weed cloth. He talks about, you know, wood chips, talks about using hay. So whatever you have in your local community, whatever you have access to, you'll find an application in here and he'll teach you how to, how to use it. So the, the book is Mulch It and I'll have that one in the show notes as well. Before we get into the big heavy hitter books, one of the most important books that was recommended to me by the farmer that I interned with uh, was Suzanne Ashworth's great book, Timeless Classics, Seed to Seed. One of the things that once we get into gardening, once you get past that first and maybe second year, you start to think about saving your seeds and what is that process to preserve yourself as a um, your own ecosystem in your backyard and beginning, being able to save your own seeds and own your seeds. You know, a lot of times we talk about how we have to purchase seed with a buy seed, and that's wonderful. But a lot of us like to save our own seeds. We like to share seeds. What if you want to grow some unique varieties like heirloom tomatoes or heirloom varieties of beans? You want to learn how to be able to store, keep, and preserve your seeds. And one of the fam- one of my favorite things to do um, that I used to do was go around and go to these seed exchanges where people bring a little packet of seed and you can trade your seed for somebody else, for somebody else's seed. And that's a great way to pick up really, really cool local heirloom varieties. I know here in the Pacific Northwest, we have some really unique bean varieties. I know there's a whole bean culture, um, bush beans. Um, and they have these wonderful varieties that are unique to this region because they've been cultivated so many times that they've generated into their own unique variety. One of the coolest things you can do is save your own seeds, preserve what you are growing, especially if you start to you know really wonk out and nerd out on what you're growing. Sometimes you may want to cross varieties and test things and and whatnot. So Suzanne Ashworth's book, Seed to Seed, will walk you through the whole process. And And I also love it from an educational standpoint, you know, teaching your children 
that food does not come from the grocery stores. It comes from seeds and seeds are so important that we need to preserve, you know, our, the genetics, preserve the varieties that we have out here, the heirloom varieties. They offer so much, um, in, in the sense of having variety within, um, your diet, but also variety within what you're, you're seeing in the world and what plants, what type of plants there are and the different types of varieties of tomatoes or the different types of varieties of beans or lettuce greens. There's so much variety out there and it, it lends to a very healthy ecosystem to have a lot of variety. And I think seeds are, are, the, are the cornerstone of that. So Suzanne Ashworth's book, Seed to Seed, is probably one of the most important books there and a really great resource for you to use in your education. I think long along the summer as you're growing and you're and you're getting into the fall understanding how to harvest seeds store the seeds to be able to use for the next year i think is a really cool skill but it's also really educational for your children to see you know what is that process and how and show that they can they can store seeds and they can be the you know in essence the the origin of new life for the following year i think it has a lot of great metaphors and a lot of great learning there Next book that is really, really popular, um, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. If you're not here in the Pacific Northwest, you might want to skip this one. Um, but Growing Vegetables West of the Cascades. So if you tend to be west of the Cascades, which is the Pacific Northwest, Steve Solomon has like the definitive guide on that. One of the most challenging things we have is the fact that we have kind of a tight growing season. Our summers are very dry and arid, um, and the rest of the year is very wet and damp and cool. And one of the challenges is growing certain types of vegetables like tomatoes in this region is very challenging because we can have a lot of a lot of cold, wet springs that one of the classic terms that people in this region will, will know is that in June, sometimes we can have a rainy June that's really cold and we call it January. And it's very disconcerting to be a gardener and putting out your tomato plants in May and you're having to save them <laughs> all the way through June when most people around the country are really nice, warm, hot, and dry and their their, their gardens are going crazy. And we're still trying to, to keep our gardens alive until, the, until July when the, the sun finally comes. You know, this is a great book, Growing Vegetables West of the Cascades. If you happen to be in this microclimate and you want to understand some of the nuance of growing in, in a kind of a damp, cool region, that is one of the best books, um, probably the, I think the definitive book in our region. So if you're not in this region, skip it. But if you are in this region and you need, you need a book to help you get through some of the really quirkiness of our region, Growing Vegetables West of the Cascades, Steve Solomon is like, you know, the book for that. And finally, one of my favorite books um, comes from John Jevons. This is How to Grow More Vegetables, and there, it's a very long title. It's How to Grow More Vegetables and Fruits, Nuts, Berries, Grains, and Other Crops. So it's a very long title, but the main thing to search for, and I'll put it in the show notes, is How to Grow More Vegetables. I love John Jevons' approach to using raised beds. Most people who are doing backyard gardening are going to be doing raised beds, and John really pushes the idea of raised beds, but also using it in kind of this holistic sense and treating your garden as a source of not only food, but also compost and cover crops and kind of this whole synergy system. You're not just putting some lettuce greens and tomatoes or potatoes into your garden. You're thinking of your garden as a whole, a whole product through the year. And when you start to get into, when you start to get to pass that first or second year and you want to really start thinking about growing all year round, you want to start thinking about growing a garden that is sustainable, that is enriching for the soil. 
Jevin's book is really there for you. And one of the things I love about Jevin's book is that at the, at, at the back of the book, he starts breaking out different garden sizes and what to plant and where to plant them. And a lot of times he'll give you the planting schedules and you'll have to adapt that to what zone you're in. But he does a very good job at breaking down what the size of the garden you have and as it moves through the season. So you'll be rotating crops. So, oh, you'll harvest your lettuce greens here and then you'll go ahead and plant some radishes. And oh, in this end of the year here, you're gonna plant a, a cover crop. So it will protect the soil and you'll be able to, basically, in essence, till that in the following year. Really great, um, really great mind around growing food in a sustainable manner. And I really love this book. So it's How to Grow More Vegetables by John Jevons. I recommend this book to pretty much anybody who has a bunch of raised beds. If you moved into a house and it's got a dozen raised beds out back, this is the book for you. He goes from really small gardens all the way to like half acre size gardens. So you can really scale it up to what you want, what you wanna see. A lot of his garden plans have a lot of different types of vegetables in there. So if you're a family that says, oh, we love to eat a lot of vegetables. John Jevons' book will walk you through it. You have some broccoli, you'll have your zucchini, you'll have your beans, you'll have your corn, you'll have your, and dare I say, he'll even let you grow some wheat. Um, it's such a great book, so enriching, so so helpful. And again, another reference book, very similar to Rodale's organic uh, gardening book. Wonderful book, to, I keep coming back to it. And even though I've been gardening for a lot of years, I still come back to these books to look through it and kind of, um, reset the mind a lot of times when you're starting your growing for that year or the coming year or if you're thinking about what you want to do. These books are wonderful places to come back to to kind of reset how you're thinking. Um, maybe see something new and something new to try. And I love these type of books. So this is just a small grouping of books. So if you want to create a little gardening library for your kids to look at, for your kids to reference, the Seed to Seed book, the How to Grow More Vegetables, Rodale's Gardening, Organic Gardening book, wonderful reference books. It's a great place for you to send your kids to go learn, you know, about what you're growing, how, you know, what they need to do to prepare for it, what they need to do when they have to harvest or to tend or to examine if there are issues. These are the books, you know, a nice little small library. A lot of times you can see gardeners libraries grow out of control. I've actually, over the last few years, I've been pruning down my library to things that I really, really, really like. Um, and these are basically the books. I think it's five or six books. I think these are cornerstone books. A couple of them you can find them in Craigslist, you know, in the in the thrifting if you go and, and you keep an eye out. Um, things like how to grow more vegetables, you probably have to get get a copy of that. Those are that's a little bit more of a rarer book, um, but really keep an eye out for this. Build out your library, nice little list of reference books. So hopefully that will help you. And I think this will stop our gardening uh, series for for now, and we'll we'll get on to something new. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!